0: You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia.
1: Welcome to The Main Course. I'm Barbara Castiglia of Modern Restaurant Management. And today we're going to talk about one of the most well-known brands of all time, that is still doing some really exciting things today. That brand is Nathan's Famous, well-known for their hot dogs. And with us today is James Walker, and he is their senior vice president for restaurants. So welcome, James. So tell me a little bit about your background and what attracted you to working in hospitality.
0: Uh, First of all, thank you for having me here. Um, and when I look back at, uh, at my background specific to the hospitality industry, I started in the early 1990s. So I know I'm dating myself a little here and I started on the culinary side. So cooking for a living, um, working primarily in fine dining restaurants and working my way up through that, uh, that kitchen brigade system And what initially attracted me to, um, which then I would have referred to as the restaurant industry, not just the hospitality industry, which is a passion for food. Um, one of the things that I've said, and and kind of if, if there was a James Walker quote, it would be that food is the only art form you experience with all of your senses and you must experience to live. So food is really important to me in all aspects of that. And that time cooking in restaurants and being on the back of the house uh, side of the business really transformed and evolved over a number of years more to that overall hospitality industry and really loving the service aspects that the business provides, not just the service aspect to guests, but I think um, when I think about the industry and and the job I have now, the service that myself and the team at Nathan's Famous provides, yes to guests but also to our franchise owners and our crew members as well. We treat them like guests. So um, that's really, uh, in a nutshell, what uh, brought me from the early 90s to today.
1: So what excited you about joining Nathan's and you know, what's your role and what's your average day like?
0: When I... When I got the call for Nathan's, uh, what excited me first is uh, is the brand itself. When I look back at my career, uh, the brands and the positions where I have been most successful are those where I truly am a passionate brand evangelist, so it's a brand that I just love as a customer and Nathan's Famous personifies that in every possible way. I love the food, uh, I love the locations, I love the brand itself. So that's what got me really excited uh, right from the get-go. And yes, discount the possibility of discounted hot dogs was, uh, was probably one of those things that got me excited, uh, but it was a brand that I could see myself really being a passionate brand evangelist um, and I don't think that's something you can fake within a brand. Either you love the brand you're associated with or you don't. In the case of, of Nathan's, I really did. Um, as far as my average day, it is changing. Um, you know, for the last year or so, uh, my days uh typically have, have begun in my home office around 5 a.m. Uh, We're seeing more growth on the international side, um, more growth in some of these alternate venues, and a lot of that starts early, Um, and a lot of time on video conferencing. One of the things that excites me today about how my job and my days are beginning to... um, to go back to more of a normative state is I really enjoy spending time in the restaurants, talking and interacting with guests, our crew members and franchise owners, and that is beginning to return. That uh, at least between one and three days a week, I am back out in restaurants, interacting with people as they experience the brand. And that's what I enjoy most. So I'm very excited that that's returning.
1: So I would assume your your go to menu item is the hot dog. <laughs> um, so um, if so, then you know how how do you take your hot dog? What what toppings do you like? Uh, you know what on the menu are your go to items?
0: So this is the my favorite question that I've been asked. Uh, in quite a while and I' and I'm gonna tell you why it because it allows me to set the record straight on a couple of things so uh, there's a lot of menu items that I, I love so instead of starting with the hot dog I'm gonna end with the hot dog but uh, over the past two years we've developed a hand battered uh, chicken program with chef Mark Miller we've developed a uh, ribeye cheesesteak with Pat Lafrida and uh, a fresh Angus burger program so so I love all of those items, but the item that I eat the most and the one that I love to have at home is the hot dog. And you asked, what do I put on my hot dog? And that's a that's a loaded question. And you probably don't know that. That uh, there's a lot of individuals out there that are super passionate about hot dogs, and also maybe not just passionate but also very opinionated as to what goes on or what shouldn't go on a hot dog so when somebody asks me you know what do I, how do i dress my hot dog i've got a litany of questions i ask back to them well you know I, am I eating the hot dog fire grilled? Is it something that I I grilled myself? Am I eating it at a ball game? Uh, I'm a Red Sox fan, I'm, I'm outing myself there as well. Am I, you know, is it uh, a baseball game? Am I with family? Am I in a restaurant? And one of the things I love about hot dogs and in particular the Nathan's hot dog where it's got just this fantastic smoky, garlicky flavor, is it pairs differently depending on the event? And, you know, are you having it with beer? Are you having it uh, with an ice cold Coca Cola? So I like my hot dog many different ways. I love it with chili and cheese. Um, I love a fire grilled Nathan's uh, natural casing hot dog with a spicy mustard. So uh, I don't have one answer. I would say my topping of choice is very situational.
1: Yeah, I feel like we're talking about wine, you know, in the and the different circumstances and pairing it with different foods. It's uh it's incredible. So, you know, Nathan's is, as as I said before, you know, a legacy brand everybody knows. And but you're still changing things up. You know, you're one of the most exciting brands with everything that's going on now, kind mm-hmm. of on the, you know, on the pulse of all of these trends. So can you tell me a little bit about your involvement in ghost kitchens and virtual brands? And also, you know, you're doing a lot, you're changing things up with new prototypes. So, you know, uh, tell me about what's going on, what's and what you're doing now and what you anticipate is next.
0: So, you know, under COVID, we saw a lot of opportunity, obviously a lot of challenges and don't ever want to make light of that situation. Uh, But there are a great deal of exciting new things happening at Nathan's. As you mentioned, we've opened over 130 ghost kitchens and see that number continuing to grow. Uh, Our virtual brand, Wings of New York, continues to grow both in unit count as well as unit sales as the number of locations grow and brand awareness for Wings of New York continues to increase. Um, you'll continue to see the brand lead through menu innovation. That's where a lot of our successes come from really throughout our history, but certainly over the last two years. And I mentioned some of it. You know, We've got a fresh Angus burger program, our battered-to-order chicken program, our partnership with Pat LaFrieda. And the pace of menu innovation is not going to slow down. Coming out of COVID um, and over the next year, what you're going to see is additional menu innovation, really in two areas that we haven't focused on over the past two years. And those two areas that you're going to see innovation in, let's say over the next 12 months, are on our hot dog and fry menu panel, So we're not going to change the recipe to our hot dog. Don't worry about that. Uh, We're not going to change that crinkle cut fry, but how we dress them and how we offer them, there's going to be some some exciting innovation there. And then you're going to see us focus on providing the same great quality that we've been focused on over the past several years, but doing so with uh, value to price. So there'll be innovation within value uh, menu offerings as well.
1: You know, you, you casually, you know, glossed over opening so many ghost kitchens, but you're talking about a very short period of time that you managed to do this. So how did you do that? How, you know, and how do you go about finding these other locations to kind of partner with?
0: Well and, and you use the word partner and I think partner is the is the most important thing. And when I when I think of, of partner, I think of a relationship with like-minded and aligned people. That's that's kind of my my definition of, of partner. And, you know, how did we open that many ghost kitchens that quickly? It was having the right people, the right people within Nathan's Famous and going out and finding the right partners to align with. Partners like Katopi, partners like Reef Kitchens, partners like Franklin Junction, where we were very aligned in keeping the brand promise alive and well and executing against that. And also just a desire and I think a culture within Nathans of wanting to move fast. Um, so I would credit that growth to just having the right people both inside and the right people on the other side of that uh, of that partnership.
1: So who is the Nathans customer and how has that evolved and is continuing to evolve?
0: Uh, you know, and... When I look at our customer base um, here in the u s and I do think it 's a little different on a, a country by country basis, but since you know we 've been here in the u s for over a hundred years well, let's let 's start there um, I look at our our customer base really falling into thirds, and that first group are those brand fanatics these are individuals who 've been passionate about nathan 's famous. For many years, it's not unusual for somebody that, to stop me in a restaurant. Um, I've got a, a Nathan's uh, jacket I usually wear and kind of identifies me as a, a Nathan's employee. And you know, they grab me by the arm and they want to tell me about going to our Coney Island location with their parents as a child, and you know how how exciting and how what a big part of their growing up that was. So. I would say that first third are those just brand fanatics who love the brand uh, and always have a special story about it. The second third are what we refer to as high-frequency fast food users, and these are users who use uh, brands like Taco Bell and McDonald's. And they use them with with great frequency uh, every week, and in many cases, many times a week. And they look at Nathan's differently. They look at us as an upgrade or a special treat or a reward. And we don't enjoy the same frequency that some of those other fantastic brands do. But we are the special occasion for that high frequency fast food um, user and fast food lover. And then the last category and probably the category, I think you asked me about change. So this would be the category that we're seeing the most growth in. And these are really individuals who are seeking, you know, new foods and new flavors. So they're there individuals who are drawn to our menu positioning of being memorable, craveable and Instagrammable. And that really caters to this group. So these are individuals who are seeing us on social media. And they're seeing photos and descriptions of new and exciting uh, partnerships like the ones I mentioned and new flavors. And they really come to us seeking those things out.
1: Do you get more of an influx, you know, in when the weather is better, you know, thinking of hot dogs as a, a seasonal type menu item?
0: well i would say that we we enjoy a a very robust year-round business and um you know specific to hot dogs as a as an ingredient or hot dogs as a meal uh hot dogs enjoyed really huge growth during the pandemic and a lot of that was driven by people eating hot dogs at home they're enjoyable it's comfort food anyone can make a hot dog right the, uh, the you know hot dogs can be made great by almost anyone in almost any kitchen so we saw uh, an acceleration of hot dog consumption at home during the pandemic but in our restaurants i would say we we really do enjoy a year round love uh, of hot dogs in our consumer base.
1: Who do you assess to be your competition and what do you feel sets you apart?
0: So uh when I look competition is a word that um I I get nervous about. You know, there's certainly that business school definition that, you know, any anyone that's providing a meal solution is competition i would say that myself and the team at nathan's that is absolutely not how we look at and i'm going to use the word contemporaries so you know i absolutely love brands like shake shack and am a, a an avid consumer of Shake Shack's, and we love chick-fil-a and in n out burger and there's just there's some fantastic brands out there and we look at them as our contemporaries our colleagues not our competition So, where the competitive nature of our team and certainly my own competitive nature is very inward looking it's very introspective we want to be as good as we possibly can be and where we believe we offer a unique offering that sets us apart from those other contemporaries is our four menu pillars and this this strategy is very aligned with our brand North Star of being the flavor of New York. So all of these categories, and there's four of them, come back to Nathan's being the flavor of New York. So category one are our fresh Angus burgers and hand spun shakes. The second category are our New York heroes, and that includes things like hand cut pastrami and our Pat La Frida ribeye cheesesteak third category is that battered to order chicken sandwiches and chicken tenderloin and then the last pillar or last category you've probably guessed is our hot dogs and crinkle cut fries and we think those four menu pillars allows us to be successful regardless of what contemporaries we might find adjacent or near us
1: so tell me a little bit about the plans for uh, brand expansion where you where you see opportunities for growth, and you know, and and what's in the works.
0: So the the demand is really global. Um, brand awareness is global, and a lot of that's driven by that Fourth of July hot dog eating contest, and I'm I'm sure you've seen it at least once. Uh, and and that really creates this pent up demand around the world. So here domestically, and I I think that's a great place to start. Things like the ghost kitchen allow us to go into markets where real estate is very expensive um, or just not available. It allows us to expand really domestically at a much more rapid pace than building brick and mortar locations. Now we are still focused here in the United States at opening new restaurants, new brick and mortar restaurants and allowing guests to firsthand and in-person experience the brand. So Ghost Kitchens is not in place of that brick and mortar strategy. It really is alongside it. And then globally, Uh, Really, during the pandemic, the team's been able to launch manufacturing in both Germany as well as the United Arab Emirates, with Brazil coming online in the next several weeks. So now we've got these three new Nathan's Famous Manufacturing Partnerships on the international uh, stage, which is going to allow us to grow internationally in those markets as well as markets that are adjacent to them.
1: So what do you look for? If you're looking for an actual site as opposed to a ghost kitchen partner, you know, in a site, and a location, and has the pandemic changed that? Uh, It hasn't
0: changed it. Uh, I would say that the direction of the brand and the direction the brand was headed from a location standpoint hasn't changed, but maybe the pace at which we were looking to move in that direction has. And that direction uh, really is something that the team focused on prior to the pandemic. And it was about we want to be in highly accessible locations, locations that provide our guests the greatest convenience possible. So the pandemic didn't change that. It just made it more important overnight. So if it's a brick and mortar location, we're looking for the most convenient locations possible, the most accessible locations possible.
1: So how do you maintain quality control as you expand?
0: It's always uh, top of mind for us. You know, I think... A hundred years of success is built very heavily on on quality. So quality is absolutely critical for Nathan's Famous. We think that quality starts with selecting the right partners and partnerships. And I mentioned a couple of them from the Ghost Kitchen standpoint and Katopi and Reef and Franklin Junction, but even down to that single owner operator, making sure that they are the right individual. And after selecting that right partnership, that's followed up with great training and then followed up with fantastic ongoing support. We make sure that we focus on all three of those elements to ensure that we're providing all of our menu items in a way that is memorable, craveable and instagrammable. dramatic pause and executable. So when we develop new menu items, you know that threshold, that bar that you hear me continuing to reiterate, memorable, craveable, instagrammable. That's how the product has to be perceived and enjoyed from a a customer standpoint, but from an operator standpoint, everything has to be replicatable and executable. So one of the things that we take upon ourselves as the stewards of the brand is making sure that these new menu items, as well as our existing menu, that it can be executed in a way that is replicatable.
1: So you were talking a little bit about social media. So how is social media of an impact now and kind of how long have you been uh, you know involved in in seeing the social media you know the the impact that it can have, and also you know how is technology itself integrated into the brand
0: so uh, specific to social media uh, I think it's an opportunity that really we as a brand are just beginning to capitalize on so I, I think it's it's an opportunity for nathan's. And the reason that it hasn't been capitalized on is, in many ways, we're a victim of our own success. We enjoy iconic locations that people gravitate to, and because of that success, we're probably a little later to the social media party than other brands who do phenomenal jobs. Uh, one of the brands that I just I I, I really enjoy uh their social media presence is wendy's so when you look at wendy's as best in class or burger king as another best in class brand we aren't at that level yet but i think these new menu items as well as that iconic hot dog they visually tell a story that is something that is certainly Instagrammable or shareable in a way that people get behind it. So I think you're going to see over the next 12 months that we're much more focused on the social media platform. And then you asked about technology. Um, You know, when I think of innovation, innovation has been part of the brand's DNA all the way back to Nathan Handwerker creating that amazing all beef hot dog back in 1916. Uh, And innovation applies to all elements of the business including technology. So over the past couple of years, we've increased our technology both back of the house uh, through things like automated cooking as well as consumer facing with things like kiosks and uh, more online capacity. And additionally, we're looking at using technology and how we market to consumers. So using things like sentiment analysis and machine learning to get as close to our consumers and our customer base as we possibly can from a personalization standpoint.
1: So what was the brand's pandemic experience like? And what have you put in place to make guests feel comfortable?
0: Well, uh you know i think everyone within the industry was impacted by the pandemic and and certainly uh, nathan's famous was as well as far as what we put in place uh, we looked very early on uh more than a year ago just when things were beginning to show that there was going to uh it was going to be needed for restaurants to address the situation and instead of waiting for guidance from the the municipality or the government or or industry we looked at markets global markets that had uh, been impacted by covid more uh, more rapidly than we were here in the u.s so we looked at markets like south korea and we said, "What are best in class restaurants doing there, so things like plexiglass shields and social distancing and creating safe spaces, uh, access to sanitizer, additional focus on hygiene those are all things that we put in place very early in in pandemic awareness and maybe more importantly, I would say that the pandemic." Uh, increased everyone's awareness of how important safety was. At Nathan's, it did so to the extent that we actually updated our mission statement to include the phrase with a focus on health, hygiene, and safety. So we remember really going forward the lessons that we've learned over the last year and how important these things are.
1: Now, something you mentioned before, also leads into uh, uh, my next question. You know, you were talking about hot dogs as a comfort food and people enjoying them at home during the pandemic. So some of the things you did also, you got a little bit more involved in e-commerce. So can you talk about a little bit about those efforts? Uh,
0: absolutely. So we, we've got a, a partnership with Goldbelly. We also have our own uh, online store. And I don't know that I see this as, you know, another leg of the overall business strategy that is Nathan's Famous, as much as uh, being aligned with that convenience and accessibility. And and I think that's what the e-commerce platform provides. So as we roll out new products, as we have new items that guests are able to experience either through our ghost kitchen network and delivery, or in person in one of our restaurants, there are still going to be markets around the world and certainly here in the US that we just aren't able to get to or we're not able to get to um, as quickly as we'd like. And that e-commerce platform provides that accessibility and convenience. So I think it's very on brand and on strategy for what the team uh, said we wanted to focus on two years ago when the new uh, team really came together.
1: Let's talk a little bit about franchising. You know, this seems like a funny question, but, you know, what really makes the brand franchisable?
0: Well, I think history helps, you know, a hundred years of success. Um, you know, this, this is a brand that uh, is one of the oldest, if not the oldest contiguous restaurant partner with Coca-Cola. So, this is a brand that has stood the test of time successfully for more than a hundred years, but yet is very future focused and very focused on building um, you know a series of systems and procedures that allow franchise owners to, to really get their piece of that success. And uh, I would also say the, that a franchise owner's success is something that myself and the team believes is a critical component to the overall brand's continued success.
1: So what are you looking for in a franchisee partner?
0: beyond the standard qualifiers that i think all brands use right you know financial wherewithal and uh experience you know those items we're looking for a franchise owner who's guest focused who's passionate about guest service and passionate about the brand itself you know somebody who says uh you know i'm buying into nathan's because i love the business model absolutely we we want business uh oriented franchise owners, but we want them to be passionate about Nathan's. We want them to have a story. We want them uh, to have a smile on their face and their eyes to light up when they talk about the brand itself. And then we also want franchise owners who we can have very open and honest communication and dialogue with. We think that that's really, really important. So what's
1: your outlook for 2021 and beyond for both the brand and for the restaurant industry.
0: Well, if, if you follow me at all, you'll know that I'm a very op, you know, optimistic person, and in the case of the next. Uh, the next year and next few years beyond that, I don't think my optimism and positivity is gonna go unrewarded. Uh, I think we'll see the restaurant business return quickly. I believe we already are. I think guests here in the US and around the world are all suffering from cabin fever and they're looking forward to you know the enjoyment and the memories that the food and service, their favorite brands, offered them in the past, they're looking forward to going out and, um, and, and making new memories. And I think we're already beginning to see the little, the little bit of that, and I think it's going to increase as um, things like the vaccine and, and some of the safety protocols continue to be rolled out.
1: And you had a, an offer for, the, for people who were vaccinated talk a little bit about
0: that? I would love to talk about that. Uh, So that is is very personal to me. That is not brand strategy. That is not a marketing tactic. Um, I received my uh, vaccine out in Brooklyn at a large public facility, a large public high school. And I was so impressed with how the day went for me, how uh, a series of volunteers and an awful lot of very nervous um, members of the general public came together in what ultimately was an incredibly well-run, professional and caring experience for me. As as I waited, you, you wait 15 minutes after your vaccine, Uh, before you leave the facility, and all I could think of is, I have to do something for these people, Um, for, you know, the volunteers and for the people who are coming through to receive their vaccine, um, just to thank them in a way that's personal to me, and what better way than offering them all a free hot dog, which is something that I love and something I'm passionate about. So it really was driven by my own personal experience.
1: And it kind of fits in with the brand roots because, you know, one of the ways to grow was by using getting medical professionals to taste and try the product and and show other people that it was quality
0: you i'm i'm guessing you know that you watched that history channel special that was on two nights ago uh, but you you nailed it our our founder uh w- you know Nathan Handwerker was a very innovative individual and he did exactly that as he was uh, beginning to educate people on the the product
1: so what do you think other brands can learn from Nathan's because you know you're you're exhibiting like a the sense of being very nimble and, and a lot of agility.
0: I think, I think it's that. Um, and I think, you know, agility and the ability to pivot the business very quickly is, is a mindset that senior leadership has to have. And then it really has to translate through the entire team, uh, and through the entire organization. And when I think of the absolutely best in class team that I'm fortunate enough to work with, these are individuals who uh, are much more focused on a daily basis on what they can do to add value to the brand, add to the experience of our franchise owners, our employees, and our guests, than they are focused on their own titles or job descriptions. And I'm smiling, I know you can't see me because this is a podcast, but when my team introduces themselves let's say to a new vendor or uh a new potential franchise owner they don't talk about you know their title or their job description they basically introduce themselves and and go on and spend 30 seconds or a minute on and this is what i do and and really it's their way of saying this is what i do today That adds value to the brand and that might be different tomorrow.
1: So you talked a little bit about this before, but I wanted to, wanted you to elaborate a little bit on this. Why is it that Nathan's is the flavor of New York?
0: Well, I think, you know, we have the legitimacy in that statement. And I go back to kind of where we started speaking just myself as a brand evangelist. To me, that that is something that has to be authentic in the individual. And when you say something and, and make a declaration like Nathan's Famous is the flavor of New York, I believe that we have the history and the authenticity to make that claim. Um, you know, we, we have lived daily within New York for over a hundred years catering, yes to tourists and yes to visitors, but we love our local customer base and we do everything we can to continue to focus on making their experience great. Um, And then when you think of of the flavor of New York, that extends beyond food. Certainly New York food and food that's associated with New York is, is really important, but also our personality, our mindset, our decor, um, how we convey and project our own personality, I think it is all very aligned with that flavor of New York.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much.